This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, November 3rd, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. Treasury, the White House, Congress, and the Fed are fed up with banks that have agreed to take bailout cash and then use that money to buy distressed banks or beef up their own balance sheets. And since banks aren't doing exactly what the Feds want in the realm of lending, more strings may soon be attached to bailout funds. Cato Institute Chairman Emeritus Bill Niskanen comments. Perhaps if I were in the process of designing this plan and I had laid it all out in a certain way and I thought, okay, I think this plan is really going to be great, and then tried to put it into place and found out that all the people whose incentives I thought I had designed correctly are not acting in the way that I think they ought to, I guess I would be pretty upset as well, but that's seems to be sort of the fatal conceit in action for this uh, this treasury plan. Well, uh, that's correct. Uh, they did not think through the incentives, however. Uh, they they uh, gave the banks more money, and they expected the banks to use that money to increase loans. Uh, that doesn't necessarily ch- give them the incentive to make the loans. Uh, they have a huge uh, unfunded uh, debt to their executives in terms of former Promises for com- former com- promises for compensation, and uh, many cases the banks are not in a position to make new loans in the sense that there is no particular market for their loans. Now that will differ a great deal among banks. The this the bailout plan has now changed a, a third or a fourth or is it a fifth time? <laughs> it was originally to buy distressed assets. It was then used to. Uh, purchase essentially preferred shares in banks. The GM and Chrysler want uh, some of this money as well, and now they want to uh, add strings to the bailout plan to force banks to say, when they get this money, now you have to lend this money. Uh, it, 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 that, it just seems to be creating more and more instability. Well, on- I, I think that they did not uh, realize... Um- what they would be doing when when this bill was passed. What they're doing now is quite different from the discussion that they made at the time that they, the bill was being considered and by Congress. And so Congress gave them almost complete authority to spend the $700 billion as they chose, with the only constraint is that they, uh, the authorization is by increments. But the first increment is $250 billion. And they have uh, they had talked originally about buying bad paper from the American big American banks. Then they talked about well we might have to buy some from foreign banks. Then they said well we'll probably try to add a small re- regional and community banks to this as well. And and now the final action is to try to uh, the final action to date is to try to is to buy uh, preferred shares uh, from these banks to give them money in exchange for an ownership in the bank by the treasury and they did not uh, put strings on the on the money that they're giving to these uh, big banks and when they bought the when they bought the preferred shares um, expecting presumably that it would lead to increased lending but that will not be the case uniformly and there and uh, some banks will use the money in different ways now i've been intrigued in reading the october 31st wall street journal however that the banks themselves have tried to head off the political problems here by both making commitments to make loans with this money and second, to put limits on executive compensation. Presumably right at the top, they will probably not change the compensation of people 
below the top half a dozen positions. But they are sensitive to the political uh, outcry here and have taken voluntary action among themselves to try to avoid this political outcry. Assuming Treasury and the White House and the Fed simply just do not ince- understand the incentives that uh, that banks and the financial sector in general is uh, using to make uh, their decisions, is there any benefit to, to dumping all, all this money out there? Well, it could lead to um, increased lending by some banks. Uh, the awkward thing here is that uh, the regional, big regional and, and community banks have not been uh, particularly, uh, particularly affected by this whole operation on Wall Street. Uh, total commercial and industrial loans continue to increase through September. We don't have uh, later data than that. But um, the, the, the Treasury action invites speculation that uh, Paulson is basically trying to help his former colleagues on Main Street, on Wall Street. And that's where the money has gone. They've bought preferred shares from these big financial institutions on Wall Street and now have tried uh, by, by coercion. Uh, they, were not, uh, they brought them into the room and basically coerced them to sell preferred shares to them. And one of the uh, one of the eleven bankers in that room was just stomped out, but and was very strongly objected to the whole thing. Now they're talking about trying to do much the same thing with respect to the regional and community banks, who for the most part don't need additional money to make the lending that they have been able to do. Uh, and I think that you're you're going to have more of these regional and commercial and, and community banks saying no to the treasury in this case. The Treasury has started down the road of a significant nationalization of the American financial industry, and I think that will uh, ultimately be limited by the banks themselves who will not uh, take these actions. I know the moral hazard has sort of been lost in a lot of the discussion here, but what about the uh, agency problems associated with Paulson himself? Well, I'm not, I'm not going to speculate about that. Uh, the kinds of people he has brought, has brought into the Treasury to manage these plans have come from his former colleagues uh, in, on Wall Street. That's not too surprising. They're the ones who understand the problems of the Wall Street firms. And so that that's, would be the logical place for him to look for help. Now, it's also important to remember that the next administration comes in on January the 20th. So whatever Paulson does now is not necessarily going to carry over uh, to after January the 20th. He has to be somewhat concerned about what he does now will be supported by whoever wins the election uh, next week. William Niskanen is chairman emeritus of the Cato Institute and author of the new Cato book, Reflections of a Political Economist, available at cato.org.